0: a long way from what it was supposed to be. Um, there was a time when I was uh, just about to a place where I, I thought every holiday was a Merchant's Day, and that's what I called it a lot of times, including, including this season that we refer to as Christmas. It's not Christ Mass. It's not a Mass, uh, but it is the recognition and celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, and for most people that when you use the word Christmas it in their minds they do understand that you're talking about uh, the birthday of the lord jesus christ when when he was uh, when he w- uh, came into this world uh, born of a virgin so um, don't let the stress of the holidays rob you of the joyous occasion amen um, but uh, nonetheless um, crowd out um, this time of year, uh, even down to um, philosophies and doctrines and teachings. And uh, some people have literally discarded uh, this day, uh, this uh, day that's set aside to celebrate the birth of Christ. They'll say things like, well, Christ was not born on um, December the 25th, he was born either January the 6th or sometime in August or or the late fall. Um, and uh, so, uh, a lot there's a lot of um, um, there's a lot of things that are out there today that really uh, discourage if you're a believer can discourage you. from, uh, to a point where it robs you of the joy of the celebrating of his of his, of his birth, and I, I'm I'm one. I'm an advocate of December 25th. I'll just let you know that right now. Not going to argue if you don't believe that. But here uh, this morning, though, I just wanted to uh, give you some things I believe is important in recognizing the birth of Christ, uh, because um, so many because of their uh, disagreements and, you know, their, uh, even, even, even their theology, if you would, concerning uh, the birth of Christ. Um, the effects of that has, has been to diminish the birth of Christ. I don't want to, uh, in, my, in my life to ever diminish the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to fight over the exact date um, uh, just simply because uh, man uh, has been notorious for rewriting history over the years. And, and, and so oftentimes details uh, go by the wayside. By the way, uh, there are those in America today that are trying desperately to rewrite our history And uh, if there's anything that you can do about that, the best thing you can do about that, I should say, is to know your history. Uh, If you don't know your history from the past, um, that which is being taught in our schools today uh, is so distorted. Uh, it, It has a similar or I should say familiar recognition to our history, but it is so many places, so many details have been have been changed and distorted. That's why we have a generation that are um, anti-American today. You want to know why? Because they've been uh, robbed of their history. And uh, it is crucial that America knows their history. We need to know history. We It ought to... Uh, it ought to grieve us at our heart when we see even statues being pulled down destroyed uh, because of we know the history of that individual. We know what, what took place during that person's life and how instrumental and influential that person was in the making of our foundational laws, if you would, in our, in our country. And I'm not saying that we need to rise up and, and grab a ball bat, although I have thought of that at times. Uh, but it's time that we need to equip ourselves. Uh, uh, you know, history is important for every individual because if you don't know history, then you're destined to repeat the errors that that is in history. Uh, History's there for uh, uh, for us to learn by. Amen. And uh, and America has come a long way, and we've had a lot of uh, we've had we've we've had a lot of struggling in the process of getting. Uh, getting our, our nation to a place we are now, and uh, with all its problems and errors and woes and sins, it's still one of the greatest countries in the world. And I still believe that God, uh, that God can still bless America. Amen. Um, now we've got some, uh, we've got some things that we're going to have to pay for. There's No question about that. Uh, but God still is a God that delights in mercy, and He still wants to bless. Uh, nations and families and individuals, uh, if we if we allow him to. Well, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ is an importance uh, that we ought to recognize, uh, just simply because um, because um, uh, because of what he did in uh, uh, here on earth. We talk a lot about his resurrection, which we should. We talk about a lot of his death, which we should. Uh, and we also should talk a lot about his birth, because without the, resur- without the birth, there is no resurrection. Without the birth, there is no death. Without the death, there is no resurrection. And so it's all together. When we talk about, when we, even though we have those separated and we recognize them at separate times of the year, uh, in in reality it is all one in in the sense of his redemptive uh, his redemptive work in order for christ to redeem man he had to become man in order for christ to pay for sin he had to he had to shed the blood that was necessary for sin uh, for the forgiveness of sin he had to pay for the price of Uh, of sin. But not anybody could do that because every one of us owe uh, uh, the demand or the cost of sin. So if any of us decided to pay for sin for the world, we would always fall short because if we did die, uh, uh, the wages of sin is death. And so we would just be merely paying uh, paying for what death has, uh, uh, has uh, caused. Death is, or uh, Sin has caused death. Uh, the, God said in the day you eat uh, of the forbidden fruit, ye shall surely die. And the result of that, the consequences of sin, is a physical death and a spiritual death. And, uh, and so um, the only acceptable payment or sacrifice for our sin was a death by someone who never has sinned. Uh, because Christ never sinned, He became or He was the acceptable sacrifice for sin. By the way, I don't know how much you uh, think about uh, those uh, things, but uh, I realized one day that unless Christ laid down His life willingly, He could not die, <laughs> because the wages of sin is death. And if He never sinned, He had no, there was no way He could die, unless He willed it to be. He said, "No man taketh My life from Me." That's what He told His disciples. No man taketh My life from Me. I lay it down freely. I lay it down freely and I'll pick it up. I have power to lay it down I have power to, to raise it well what a what a great God we have amen well what a uh, what a great uh, savior that we serve today. well let me just give you a, a couple things here this morning in 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 regard to the importance uh, to recognize Christ's birth we see first of all that Uh, it's important because it was prophesied in the Old Testament. Isaiah 714, very familiar verse, uh, speaks about uh, the birth of Christ. Uh, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We see the fulfillment of that in in Matthew uh, and in Luke chapter 2 as well, um, that Christ... uh, uh, came to this world, born of a virgin, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, um, when he came to this world, it wasn't by accident. It was uh, it was uh, it was already known of God, and God had already been revealing it uh, to uh, 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 to the world at the time uh, uh, through the Word of God and and through prophesying. And then Isaiah 7:14, we have one of the prophecies concerning. Uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, it was recorded in the New Testament there in Matthew chapter 2, uh, uh, verses 2 and 4. Um, and I'm going to just look over there for a second. I had you turn to uh, Luke 2 and hold your place there, but let's just go to Matthew 2 just real quick. And um, verse uh, verses uh, 1, 2, and 4. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, you know, there came wise men from the east uh, to Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he that is born King of the Jews?" You know, the emphasis there is on the birth. Where, where is uh, there is a king? There was already a king of the Jews, but he hadn't been born. Uh, we find in Old Testament uh, how uh, the prophesying of the king uh, uh, is going to uh, uh, set on uh, the throne. Uh, uh, and talking about how david uh how how he's going to come through uh, the lineage of uh, david and uh, uh but he hadn't been born and and here we see that uh, uh, that uh, the these wise men from the east, whoever they were, a lot of speculation I don't want to take time right now to talk about that. The important part here is that they knew that he was born, the importance of that it was so important that they they took uh, they took and packed up a caravan and uh, some some believe that there were several uh several hundred, if you would uh, uh, in this caravan that wasn't necessarily um, uh, uh the the largeness that makes it so important, but the the fact that they took that journey to find this king that was born we see uh Matthew 1, eighteen, the Bible says the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise: when as his mother Mary espoused was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was with child of the Holy Ghost. Notice there, uh, there in chapter one, we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. Luke one thirty five says, the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee; therefore also that Holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The birth of Christ is important for us to recognize. I, it's not something that we ought to um, uh, to make even light of or diminish its, of its importance. Even in our day, 2,000 uh, years later, Christ's birth is still as important today uh, in the lives of the believers uh, ...than it was uh, during, uh, during the very days in which, uh, uh, in which Christ was born. It's important for us to recognize that. It's important for us to uh, even have a time set aside. Do we know if December 25th uh, is absolutely the day he was born? I'm not sure we can. Uh, you, can uh, you can find all the books you want to find and everybody that writes these books... Seemingly has some good arguments about it, Uh, but I'm going to myself set that off to the side by way of lesser importance than the fact that he was born. It's important that we recognize his birth. It would be good. I think it would be wonderful if we could, beyond a shadow of a doubt, point to a certain date um, but unfortunately, uh, because of the time that's elapsed and and man touching things, you know, man always can mess things up, can he? I mean, he can mess up anything. Um, uh, but uh, because of all of that, we just cannot be absolutely for certain. Study it out. Go to uh, Second or Second Chronicles there, and you'll find uh, where um, uh, uh, where uh, the uh, uh, the priest and uh, the certain uh, uh, the certain tribes were assigned certain duties in the temple and how uh, John the Baptist came into being there he was uh, uh, he was uh, um, he was serving uh, his course in the temple when um, when the angel came to him and of course uh, John Baptist was uh, born six months prior to Jesus Christ and you can uh, you can kind of uh, estimate approximately when Christ was born by uh, by the courses that were assigned back in second chronicles and um, there's a lot of information out there and a lot of factoring in, but we just we don't find in the Bible that it says Jesus Christ was born december twenty fifth I wish it was there, <laughs> but because of the uh, um, because of the disagreeing of that, it is it is it really has affected, uh, I believe, uh, uh, what every Christian ought to uh, ought to have during this time of year, um, a a special joy of celebrating, if you would, that our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, did in fact literally come uh, to this earth. And, uh, and we ought to be grateful for that. 4,000 years prior to that, uh, people were looking for him, anticipating uh, uh, his, uh, his coming. Now, uh, for 4,000 years, things got distorted, and by the time the Lord Jesus came on the scene, most of the Jew, uh, Jewish mindset was that uh, Christ was going to come and destroy all of uh, Israel's enemies. Christ was going to come, and uh, uh, he was going to come as king. And uh, establish his kingdom and destroy all the enemies. And boy, at that time uh, of Christ's birth, uh, Israel was uh, was not uh, uh, was uh, was not a sovereign country. They were under the authority of Roman of the Roman Empire. Time very abusive, sadistic uh, government that they were. That's what uh, one of the things uh, concerning the crucifixion was about. It was about it uh, was about a death that. Uh, uh, that man invented that could be uh, so painful, and yet to uh, keep a person alive longer than normal, uh, just to inflict pain on them, make them pay for their crimes. Boy, what a um, what a time that our Lord was uh, what, what time uh, what a time our Lord was uh, born into. Uh, so it was prophesied, it was recorded. Uh, and then we go to Luke chapter 2, it was declared, we see in uh, in beginning of verse number 9, I'll read, uh, uh, I'll read these three verses. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. Speaking now of the shepherds, some believe that these were not ordinary shepherds, uh, but they were priestly shepherds. Uh, and uh, this all falls in line with the argument of uh, when Christ was born. Uh, The, the, the reason that many don't believe, or I should say a certain percentage of people don't believe of, and uh, the December birth was because there was no uh, shepherds in the fields during the winter time. Uh, But if they were priestly shepherds, that would explain why there would be shepherds in the field during the winter, right? Uh, But, uh, uh, and the angel uh, said unto him, verse number 10, fear not for behold, I bring you glad uh, good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in this in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Unto you is born this day a Savior. So uh so the angel uh came and declared the birth of Christ. We we uh we see there that, that this declaration uh involved uh involved two bits of information. Number one, it says here that uh, <clears throat> that he was declared uh, uh, the Savior. He says in the city of David, a Savior. Under you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then uh, we see the sign that uh, uh, the angel uh, of the Lord gives to, uh, uh, to the shepherds in verse number 12. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and uh, lying in a manger. Now, how many of you all were here when Brother Hiltabill came uh, years ago? I don't know how many years it's been, but he talked about um, he talked about the Tower of the Flock, uh, Migdal Edar. Uh Excellent, excellent. I believe he has actually a tape. I'm not promoting here, but uh, um, but I do believe you ought to buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. And if it involves buying truth off of a DVD or a, a cassette player or whatever, I'm starting to show my age now. Um, however, you can attain um, truth. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Amen. I really am. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know his webpage. Uh, probably somebody in here might know his webpage. But you can you can find uh, information regarding uh, uh, this the, the Lord's uh, birth, the story of the Lord's birth, and and how it relates to the uh, Tower of the Flock and and so on, and so forth. But extremely, uh, just um, just come to tears when you when you read the story. <clears throat> but we find here that the angel spoke to the shepherds uh, and and declared uh, the message, the truth that that the Savior was born this very day. And then we see. Uh, uh, then we see that uh, how that uh, after the declaration, we find the celebration taking place. All of a sudden, verse number 13, suddenly there was with the angel multitude of the heavenly host praising God. Well, I don't know if they were in, in the heavens above. I'm, I don't think they were too far up if the angel was right there beside them. Uh, but uh, the fact is that uh, uh, heaven broke open. The heavenly host uh, uh, took over the... Uh, the choir that day and uh, they they sung and praised and glorified the uh, God on the behalf of the birth. now, if God was going to make a big to do, if I can use that uh, phrase here, uh, a big to do of Christ's birth what what and who are we to diminish that very uh, that very time in history when God uh, took on Uh, and clothed himself uh, with humanity I don't think we should I think we ought to always recognize it I think we always uh, always need to uh, remember it and we ought not to compare it because when Christ came and was born that set the stage for his death we're going to talk a little bit about that in the next hour but uh, uh, there's a song that uh, that was uh, put out years ago. It said Christ, uh, 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 Christ was born to die. Born to die on, on upon Calvary. He was born to die. Christ, the very God, the Son of God, came to this earth born of a virgin, lived this perfect sinless life, and came to a place within that life on earth that he was sentenced to die, and yet even the sentence of death could not destroy him. The only way that Christ Jesus could experience death was through a human body, because God the Son is Spirit, just like God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And so he took upon him the form of sinful flesh in order for him to experience a death. And yet even that would not allow him to die unless he willed it to happen. Nobody wants to die, do they? Matter of fact, so many people will spend their whole entire life heaping up treasures on this earth. Until one day they hear the tragic announcement from a doctor, you've got cancer or whatever. And you'll take all that you invested in, uh, all that you spent your life accruing, and you'll, you'll get rid of that as fast as you can in order for one more day to live. Christ said, I come not to do my own will, but the will of the Father. I give my life for a ransom. No man taketh my life from me. I lay it down freely. I have power to do that. I have power to take it up again. He did that for us. When did that that happen, preacher? At the end of his earthly life. But that would not have t- transpired unless there had been a beginning of that earthly life, and that's what we're looking at this week. That's what we're looking forward to. I hope you are. And I hope you don't get. I hope you don't get so distracted with all of the other things that are involved in our uh, this time of year. And I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I just believe that you know. I believe you ought to, there ought to be a place off to the side for that, but the focus and the focal point of this time of season ought to be Him. It's interesting. We we say we celebrate Christ, Christ's birth, and yet on Christmas Day, we all the presents go to everybody else but Him. You ever thought about that? <laughs> Brother waymeyer years ago, I, can, I wish I could take credit for it, but uh, I've never been able to fit his shoes, they're way too big, but he and his wife decided one day uh, that they were going to give, if we're going to truly celebrate the Lord's birthday, and we're going to give him a gift as well, and that gift is going to be worth more than any of the other gifts that we give, and so um, I was introduced to that when I uh, began to attend Beacon Baptist Church years ago and just kind of continued that on. My wife just the other day was asking me what we're going to give uh, this year. We call it a Christmas offering. And uh, let me just challenge you. Uh, maybe pray about that. What you might be able uh, to be a part of this holiday season. We're going to celebrate his birthday. Um, I hate to bear, be the bearer of bad tidings but there is no Santa Claus. Um, You know, I'm not worried about Santa Claus coming to town, and he certainly doesn't know whether I've been good or bad. Um, I know the Lord does. Matter of fact, there's a lot of similarities to what is ascribed to Santa Claus that rightly deserves to be ascribed to Christ and God. My point here is, um, through the years, things change. And something that is good and wholesome that we might have in place can become corruptible to a point where it becomes so distracting even to Christians that we lose sight of this time of year. And it takes effort. It really does take effort to keep Christ at the center. It really does. You know what causes stress during the Christmas season? Well, it's a presence and all No, it's that we don't have Christ at the center. That's what causes the stress. If we just go ahead and, you know, um, just set all of this, all of the things that are going on today off to the side for a second and bring the Lord Jesus Christ to the center and, and say to, uh, in our hearts, Lord, I want to honor you and thank you and praise you and glorify thy name during this time of year. If it were not for your birth. I would not have life today, because without without the resurrection, or there would not be any resurrection without the death of Christ, and there wouldn't be any death of Christ without the birth of Christ. I want to keep him right there. Can I have family during that time, preacher? Well, sure. I mean, you know what good what good is to celebrate the Lord? And glorify God without others around you, right? Those of your loved ones, absolutely. You can still, you can still have people around you and surround you that you love, um, glorifying the Lord, making Him the spotlight of this season. You can still do that, and let me just say, I encourage you to do that. It'll be a more of a memorial uh, of a, of a uh, memorial type of a Christmas. In other words, it will be a lot more fulfilling. And you'll really have an enjoyable Christmas. I'm going to tell you in the next hour about a uh, my best Christmas I ever had when I was a child. And uh, and I was a lost child at the time, but God showed me something wonderful uh, about the Christmas season. Um, showed me something that actually would help me down the road in my Christian life. It was. There's so many Christmases I don't really remember much about, except for this particular Christmas. So I'm going to tell you about that after, after uh, in the main service. Father, thank you for um, Lord coming to this earth. You didn't have to, uh, but you said that you would, and because uh, you said it, and that you do not lie, and you did come, you fulfilled uh, that which you. Said that you would do. I thank you for uh, coming for my sake and for the sake of all mankind to give to us the uh, uh, the possibility of escaping an eternal damnation. I I pray that you would, uh, Lord, this holiday season coming up, that we would uh, be more mindful that we would be we would be consciously aware. Of, of, this, of this day that we would uh, recognize that it's you that we're to celebrate and that we would keep you at the very, uh, at the very center of our celebrating of uh, the birth of Christ. I pray that you'd bless us uh, in the next hour, and uh, we'll praise you for it in Christ's name. Amen. All right, we've got a few more minutes for the next hour. When everybody look at the clock, I'm so proud of myself.